Welcome to the All-Star Networking Podcast. It's the show where you hear from a new expert each week on how to build an all-star network, increase business sales, grow careers, find a job, or enrich your life. Let's get it started. From the Midtown Global Market in Minneapolis, here's your host, Kathy Paper. Hello, everyone. This is Kathy Paper at the All-Star Networking Show at the Midtown Global Market. Joining me, as always, is the wonderful Matt Tell, the Executive Director of the Friends of the Global Market. Um, check us out on midtownglobalmarket.org or friendsofglobalmarket.org. Friendsofglobalmarket.org. 30 vendors all under one roof from a variety of countries, um, diverse backgrounds, selling food, services. I was a big fan of the getting my jewelry done the other week. And Michelle is a big fan. Our guest today is a big fan of Manny's Tortoise. Joining me today is Michelle Zaramski. Michelle, thank you for joining us. Let everyone know a little bit about what you do. Thanks so much for having me. Um, I have a company, I'm Zorro Consulting. And what we do is we help people and companies bring new products to market. So that could be, uh, you know, anything from an established company or something that's more of a startup. Uh, you know, primarily in the life science space. Life science, awesome! The medical alley, the whole world of absolutely healthcare. We're we are in the, in the zone. Absolutely. Thanks to Medtronic and other players uh, in town. Awesome. Well, I'm a huge fan of you and your network, and uh, we got to know each other through networking. A friend of a friend referred you to me. Um, three or four years ago and it's just so fun to get to know you and you're a neighbor to the market Absolutely. Um, so this is your stomping grounds a little bit true that so exactly so maybe just start with a little bit of um, you know w- when you started building a network how why <laughs> an easy question well, when I started building the network, actually, uh, was early in my career. Uh, I we had I was working at a company, and we knew that we were going to go through a downsizing. There was an imminent layoff, and a bunch of us were in a meeting room. We didn't know who, we didn't know when, but we all suddenly realized that if I were to leave the next day, I'd have no idea how to get a hold of these people that I really respected, that I knew for a long time but without a company directory, had no idea how I was gonna connect with them. So somebody came in and said, hey, we might not be here tomorrow. Um, Should we exchange contact information? And that was probably my first real, you know, thoughtful opportunity about, you know, thinking about my network, thinking about actually building a network, proactively um, plugging in to those around me. That's a great, it's a great example of the downsizing because you don't think about that. So you got everybody's contact info and sort of, and and then what, then what happened or how did you navigate that to build more relationships? Because I know you have a really rich network. You're an all-star. Yeah. I, you know, I think a couple of things, um, you know, when I went out to build my own company, um, that became the network became really important for a variety of reasons i mean it was important for business development but it was also important as an independent to be able to have other people that i could refer my clients to for the services that i wasn't delivering so you know in looking and establishing myself as a business the network became ever ever pressing 
I think the other thing with the network was just really diversifying. You know, I came from a technical background, then went and did my MBA. Um, and when I did that, I, I specifically was looking to meet people who weren't like me, who, who, who didn't have the same skill sets. And so, um, you know, building up that network was a huge piece of uh, going and getting that, investing in that MBA. And because that's your background is as an engineer, correct? correct. Yeah, chemical engineer, um, but been in life science, so materials, drugs, uh, combination devices, um, everything to health IT. So coming from the technical, also with um, kind of a fundamental uh, science background, and then pairing that with the business side. You know, what does it take to really sell something? How do you actually market something? Um, you know, who's going to buy? Right. And you just went to your Carlson School. That's where you got your MBA, I right? Did. University of Minnesota. Go Gophers, right? <laughs> go Gophers. <laughs> go Gophers, exactly. Um, you just went to your reunion. I did. Of all of Ten that. years. Ten years. Yeah. Nice. And is there a community, like, you keep in touch with a lot of your classmates? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, I... I loved the academics. I'm a structured person. I loved going to the classes, professors, getting the best practices, but it really was the network that really drove me to make that investment in myself as well as my company. Um, and so, you know, working through that program, um, we were a pretty tight-knit class. We were actually one of the smallest executive MBA classes that clocked in at 35. Huh? Um, and so we got to be pretty close and worked with those people during the program, but then afterwards, we've worked really hard to stay connected. Nice, nice. And, and what I love about your background, and you haven't mentioned this yet, but it's sort of fun fact that sticks with me, is you're very global, is that you, you have had global professional experiences. Yeah, I, you know, I started my career out in China, um, I have a Chinese and an engineering degree, uh, note to self, maybe do basket weaving next time. But, um, uh, and I started my career in China. Um, and from there, I worked in Japan, I worked in Europe, um, and a variety of other places, you know, marrying that technical with the globalization as well. Right. Again, and I just, because you're from Wisconsin originally, right? Go Packers. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, Viking yeah. fan. Yeah, Matt might be edit. Matt might be editing that out. We're not sure. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna have Jersey Day at the market. No, but I just, um, I just think it's just such an interesting breadth of experience, and I know the people that you've introduced me to, um, you know, are very diverse, and you know, it's again what makes you an all-star networker is uh, having those people in your network that you can refer business to, as well as people that. Um, you know, may not, we don't all look the same. So. Yeah, I mean, I think the interesting thing of a network is, you know, you just never know what you can give as well as, you know, who can help. And, you know, when you have your own business, it can be very isolating. You're doing everything from taking out the trash to billing to actually conducting the work, etc. And it can be really isolating. And, I remember when I was working with you, there was a time where you said, I think you need community. And I, I almost like that a little bit better than the term network, uh, because community to me says that it runs both ways. 
it's not just what I need, but what I can give to other people. And it can be really energizing, right? To be able to give to others as well. So I've plugged into my network in different ways at different times. Um, at that time, you know, I was lucky enough to join one of your networking groups and be able to interact with people that were in different industries, different levels, and not only get feedback from them, but also be able to reach out and, and help others, which that feels good too. And I think the thing with the network is it's, it's not just having people out in the wings, it's actually being able to like nourish it. You know, you have to, to have a flourishing network, you have to give sometimes even more than what you get back from it. I, lo- I, I like that point a lot. You know, the, the survey says, uh, you know, 72% of the people do not like the word networking. They don't, they don't like true? it. Yes, huh. I did it. I did the survey of it. We did it. And people don't like the word. But yet, if I say, if you say relationships, people think you're match.com or, you know, eHarmony or whatever the latest ones are. So I like that needing community. What I like about the term network, though, is that it does indicate that it's interconnected you know that leads to community so the two really build on each other you're the you're the futurist in this when we did the strength finder which if anybody hasn't done the strength finder matt have you done the strength finder yesterday Yesterday. oh awesome okay well we'll talk about that later (laughs) unless you want to grab a mic and talk more someday will you make a cameo okay good sweet okay so strength you're a futurist you know you sort of see that future of what's happening um Talk a little bit about challenges, you know, with you got, as you said, running a business, you're doing everything. Have there been challenges in maintaining some of these relationships through the years for you? Or how do you, how have you juggled all of that? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest challenge is just to be able to find time to nourish it. Do you, are you structured about finding time? I know you're, you're a food person, which will be my next topic, but how, how do you structure it or how do you plan to keep in touch with your network? Yeah, you introduced me to a tool called the Top 100 and I found that tool really helpful. So the idea is, is to be able to identify the top 100 people in your network and then also to be able to categorize them in terms of how you can help them or they can help you. And having that kind of structured task and being able to have a go-to list and those that network can be everything from a person to an organization to a board I mean it doesn't you know have to be member to member but I think I found that that top 100 has been really useful for me to be able to at a quick glance I can take a look and think you know have I been at CXPA in a while have I gone to medical alley have I have I reached out to Laura lately and it just kind of helps to keep it top of mind the other thing I think I like to connect people I get a lot of energy from connecting people so when I first meet them I I try my best not always good at it but try my best to listen for what they need mm-hmm. and be able to as I'm going through my day, if something comes up and I think it'd be useful to somebody else, whether it be an article or a blurb or a web link or something, is to try to make time to do that five minutes, send it out, thinking of you when I saw this, you know. Yeah. I try to do that to 
make sure that I'm not just taking from my network, but I'm also giving. Excellent. Excellent. I, I, I always punctuate that one of the listen to what somebody else needs. I've, I know you've done that for me um, just very thoughtfully, too. And that's the piece that makes it, you know, a special relationship or puts you in that next level of networking um, with people is is maintaining that. Okay, you're checking your notes, which again, <laughs> Michelle is one of our first guests to have typed <laughs> typed out prepared answers. So oh, I still, I, I'm not actually looking. I'm just making sure that I at least got my points in. So you're yeah, do, you're doing you're doing great. Strength finder. I'm also a learner, so yeah. it's a very structured. Yeah. <laughs> Thus, you were a A student, I'm sure, at the Carlson School. Shout out to the typed up notes. This is great. Do you have any other challenges around the the relationships you know I mean a hundred people is a lot of people yeah and I think that gets down to tactics right and so really one of the most beneficial things to me was enlisting your help as a coach I mean it's fine to have lists and you calendars and emails and you know there's there's all types of reminders etc but what I thought was really beneficial by having a coach was to have an outside perspective and help me see things from that perspective. For example, putting the structure behind setting goals, discussing those goals, and having you ask me how I'm going to achieve them made me more thoughtful about what it was going to take. And a big part of that was the network. That That's the futurist in you though, Michelle, because to me, it's the, and again, not a shameless plug for for hiring a coach but having somebody to talk to to say what's our goal your goal is grow your business right and I think you said your business doubled it did double and I think and I guess that's the thing that it really provided me with the clarity and kept me on the rails to achieve those goals so by getting that outside help assistance I was able to kind of separate the noise from what really needed to happen um, and be able to make that investment, not just for my business, but also for me and right. my own growth. I th- well, and I, what I love and probably why I like the tool so much is you go through some of the discipline of saying, who are the right people? Am I meeting with the right people? Are the right people in my network? And I don't think we siphoned out a lot of people, but you just got clear that, yes, these are the right people in my network and I need to reconnect with them because, oh, they're who gives me business and they think really highly of you so stay in contact with them but you also really motivated me to stretch just in you know you have a very large network yourself I know Matt has a large network you kind of took a look at the list and and were like had some ideas of like people that I would have thought were beyond me um, whether that's in title or organization or just even in spheres, right? That you don't that you don't cross those spheres, and you really motivated me to to set out, you know, three to five stretch goals for for people that w- wouldn't necessarily be aren't in my network or weren't necessarily readily accessible to me, and help me figure out a, a path to connect to them. I used to think that it was a real benefit to offer somebody coffee or lunch. And that's nice. It is a you know it is a perk, but a lot of people it's just too big of an ask. It's too much time. It's too much of an investment. 
And so I pivoted on that several years ago, and I just ask people now if they have 15 minutes. Do you have 15 minutes where we could connect on a phone call or a web meeting, whatever's the lowest burden? And what I've seen is is that I've, my response rate has gone up significantly. It's a it's a easy ask. Most people can spare 15 minutes in their week, can find that time, um, and then they feel that I'm also going to be respectful of their time, whatever that might be. So lowering that burden um, and making it as easy as possible for those people to say yes, to connect or reconnect, uh, has been a huge game changer for me, just in terms of being able, and then on my side as well, you know, um, I can find that 15 minutes as well. It's not as big of a burden. So it, it kind of uh, motivates me to reach out to people as well because I know that I can fit it into my schedule. I love that. I love that one um, with the 15 minutes. Are you? Do you email people or you phone or just sort of break it down for somebody who's now instead of wondering why they never get lunch or coffee with the person? Yeah. At the location of their choosing, you know, which always startles me that people are like, oh, come meet me at the Caribou in North Oaks. <laughs> right. <laughs> when I live in Minnetonka, like, you know, not going to happen. But do you email them or call or what is your... So three things, email or LinkedIn, depending on where my connect is. If I know them better and I have an email address, definitely email them. And then I follow up with a phone call. Most people don't answer their phone these days, but it's solely serves as a prompt to say, hey, I emailed you, (laughs) do you have this time or whatever? And it prompts people essentially to go look at wherever you did your reach out and to reach back. Highly unlikely that they're going to uh, answer that phone or even call you back, but it does serve the purpose that it gets them to look through the noise of their own email or LinkedIn and be able to realize that I've reached out. But then I do have successes, like last week I had emailed a company I'd worked with a couple of different times. We'd done some co-business development, had a pretty good relationship, but then of course the pandemic. And you know, Oh, I'm, just I'm, that little yeah, thing. Yeah, that little thing. And I'm realizing that there's people in my networks, right, that I would normally have seen a handful of times somewhere, and that I haven't seen people now for two or three years, which feels kind of daunting. So I had emailed these this company and they didn't reply and they didn't reply and that was two different times. And so I decided I was gonna do the email with the call, but before I emailed I a third time I, I did call and they picked up. And so more of almost like a, a cold call feeling because we hadn't talked in so long. And they're like, yeah, I saw your email, just been really busy. I've got time in a couple of weeks. Just hang on the line, I'll actually get my calendar open. And so kind of taking that risk on the phone, which I know most of us don't do, it certainly to me feels slightly overwhelming to call people, um, proved to be really beneficial. Now we're gonna meet up in a couple of weeks and hopefully be able to reinvigorate that connection um, and Good. You know, raise the boats for all. Good. Good. Well, great, great story about that. Great story about the reaching out. And I like that you put it as a success because I think there are the wins. We get wins and we get a couple, I don't call them losses. It's just, you know, things that didn't go your way. And I don't like formally track that, but I do kind of set goals. Like if you reach out and somebody doesn't reach back to you, I still count that as a success. It's hard, right? Networking is hard. 
and uh, whatever you can do to stay motivated, right? <laughs> well, but that's why, again, I think people don't like the word networking, but you're just nurturing, you're watering your plants. Right. You know, you have 100 plants and you march around. I don't have 100 plants. My husband has quite a few, <laughs> but I think 100 might borderline on a little weird. But anyway, you water the plants. You're, right. you're tending to those relationships. Excellent. Because it's almost lunchtime, and as I said, you're a foodie, and that was my little segue to network by the things, you know, or build relationships also off of things that you do. Talk a little bit about your passion for food or... Yeah, I love food. I, you know, I think food is such an expression of our community um, and other people's community, and it's a really great way to bridge. And we're sitting here in the global market, and when I first got your invitation, I think Matt had reached out and said, you know, we're, we're right across from Manny's Tortas, and, uh, which is one of, just one of my favorite places. Uh, if you've uh, met Manny, he, he's a force, and uh, he's at the State Fair, and he's here. Uh, I met his sister. And it's super distracting being uh, right across from it because he makes the best sandwiches in town. Um, but I also, I... I love this this market as a whole. Uh, everything from Mediterranean flavors, which has just super delicious tagines. I think this is a great example of our community, both the breadth and diversity, as well as the strength through everything that we've gone through in the last couple of years. So um, it motivated me to come down and be on your podcast. Uh, just being able to be here, uh, be able to um, partake in you know some of the great food. Uh, as well as some of the other events that are held here. Excellent. Well, you are the you are the foodie, so I knew you knew a lot of the restaurants already because you get to a lot of takeout, and now we're here in person. And thank you so much for being a guest today. It's always a pleasure to connect with you. Thank you for listening to the All-Star Networking Podcast with Kathy Paper. To learn more about strategic networking and making impactful connections, visit rockpaperstar.com. Please join us in supporting the Midtown Global Market as a vital community resource that supports small business, cultural diversity, and free or low-cost programming. Reach us at friendsofglobalmarket.org.